Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. That cool actor. I'm not going to do his accent the whole time. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wish I had the... I, mean, I could, but I just really don't want to because I want to focus on what I'm saying. Uh, either way, I'm, I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker, not pretending to have a southern drawl. Ah, boo. Okay. <laughs> this is the podcast that a cool acronym was all famous for all the time. If you could tell by my southern accent, we're talking about the Magnificent Few. This is the cattle rustling episode of the first season. <laughs> that it is. This, uh, that's, pretty much what the, that's pretty much what the episode is. So uh, we open at Faze and Ferb. They're at, this, they're at like a ranch or something. Yeah, they're at like a... A place where you can go and, like, ride ponies and, like, your parents can leave you there. And Yeah, it, it, the opening is really weird because you're just like, what's happening? It turns out Phineas is on, like, on, a, it's on a pony watching an old, like, cowboy movie. Like, like on his iPod or something. Yeah, like on, on his iPod. Or, like, oh, uh, I mean, an O-Pod or a, or a P-Pod. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually built that himself. That's actually pretty true, yeah. I'm sure he has the brains for it. <laughs> but I do, there are some, like, really, like, underhandedly funny lines. Because, like, there's one where he's just, like... Um, where, where Phineas, or like his mom is just like, uh, oh, look how cute those cowboys, look how cute my little cowboy is, like, she means well. She means well. I do like that line. But like, he, yeah, she's leaving, she's gonna pick him up later, uh, during the day. And just so happens, Phineas, Phineas is, I'm sorry, Isabella happens to be there as well. Because of course. Oh, well, no, because they do give it a reason. She's there trying to earn her milk, her milking patch. It's actually super easy. You just squeeze and pull, squeeze, squeeze and pull, and pull, squeeze and pull, squeeze and pull. And pull, and pull, and pull, yeah. and pull. Uh, which, I mean, the, the majority of the beginning of the episodes, like, the crew is it's just, it's Phineas and Ferb and Isabella. It's, it's the trio. They don't really expand to five until, like, later seasons. Yeah, yeah, until, well, definitely later in this season. I think there are, there are episodes towards the end of season one where they really get going. Yeah, but also, even the show is like the three of them for uh, the majority of the run. I think it would be Absolutely, fine. yeah. The three of them have like a really good dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love their dynamic for sure. Yeah, so uh, what ha- so what happens is, uh, so they're, they're riding, Phineas Ferb is Jimmy because he wants to be a cowboy, like all kids did. I mean, I'll admit it. Like, being a cowboy, that's, that's a classic like kid thing to want. Yeah, that's that's a dream. That's a, like a profession you wish you could have as a kid, for sure. Yeah, um, Isabella's like she got like a twinkle in her eye listening listen to Phineas. She she yep. ain't, she ain't listening to a thing he's saying, but <laughs> God, he looks good. He looks good saying it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He does, she does not care about what Phineas is saying. She just cares that it's him saying those words. Phineas, wake um, up! But yeah, uh, there's not much that we can really talk about uh, that evolves in the boys' plot really until we start talking about Doof's plot. That's right. So um, uh, per- Perry's home. It's, it's one where he's, he's watching his like his, his like stories, right? Soap operas. What was that, sir? Isn't this the one where like, he's like watching soap operas in the beginning? Uh, yeah. There's no special way that he gets into his. Well, no, uh, yeah, because like he, he's is is like his day off. He's like he's watching soap operas. He's crying. He's got like he's got like the stubble, which I guess platypuses have. Platypi, um, <laughs> platy people. Platy people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but no, I don't think I don't think that's this one. I think this I is the one this where one? he's he's at the ranch. I think, and he goes through the like a, a water, a, like a water. Oh, you know what? I think, I think you're, you know, you're right. You're right. I know. I know the part you're talking about. Um, I think I don't. Di- that's not this episode. Yeah, though. I think I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking of a different one. But either way. Yeah. Um. So he he goes throughout this. This like water, this water thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We get a little Doctor Evil reference where we get like a laser strapped to a shark. Exactly. Yeah. Monogram just goes, "Oops, I forgot to turn off the laser sharks again." Didn't I? Uh, my okay. bad. <laughs> uh, 
so he he go he goes out to follow a dude who's at like his his aquatic facility, which just so happens to be down the street. On like Winnemakahatakiti or something like that. Uh, it's, um, I, I had the name right. Winnemati Winnemati Haka. Yeah, that. What what when 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 Haka. Like, yeah, that. Whatever. Lake hard to pronounce. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, lake hard to pronounce. So, uh, he's on there. He gets to his facility. Uh, Deuce all of a sudden got, like, a hot assistant. Assistant in quotations. Well, cause, like, well she, like, that's what you think she is. Like, we don't know who she is. She just shows up out of that's nowhere. True. And you're just like, you're like, who is this? This, like, this, is, this is my assistant, Vanessa. Like, yeah. okay. But, yeah. uh... What's what's his plot this time, Robert? So uh, Doofenshmirtz's plot is he wants to corner the market on aluminum. Uh, he has these. Oh no! He's got termites. No, he's got he, termites. He... Each of them individually has a little hat on them, like a little helmet that helps uh, Doofenshmirtz control them. So he's Doof has his own helmet, uh, where basically it's almost like Ant Man. Like he can just it's control. It's very much like Ant Man, actually. Term he can control these termites. So he wants to destroy all of the wood in the tri-state area and create. Doof and shorts, aluminum siding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where he just has everything has to be made out of aluminum. People can only buy it from him. So a classic Doof and shorts plot. Yeah. So he he te he tests and these ter these termites just fly out like like just like a giant swarm. And as being the first saying, just like man, I would love to try and rustle some cattle. At that very moment, this herd of termites comes in and just eats the cur eats like the fence around the corral yeah, where the cows the are. Exactly. So suddenly, all of the cows get free. He's like, "Well, that was easy." Mm -hmm. And so then, like, they fought. They go and get horses. And, like, Isabel's like, "Wait!" All of a sudden, she sees the most like the most like Isabella horse in the history of horses. It's literally. It looks like a unicorn without the horn. It does. Like, and that, that's, that's basically what it is. That's what they're using to like track these down. So can't Candace is Candace is running. She almost gets like trampled. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the the cows are off. Phineas, Ferb, and Isabella are chasing them throughout town, trying to rattle them up. Uh, Candace was, wants to try to stop the stampede, so she goes to this like kooky old salesman and tries to like buy a stampede stop and whistle. Who, he tries I, who, to sell I want to say he comes back at some point, doesn't he? I think I think he does. He tries to sell her like a fox puppet at first. Oh, scared, scared wolf puppet. Scary wolf puppet. Uh, but then, imagine you're a cow. Uh, eventually gives her a whistle. She goes outside in the street, blows it, right as the light turns red. So the stoplight turns red. All the cows stop. Stoplight turns green. Uh, they just keep going. They like, chase her down. She's just blowing against like, hey, this whistle doesn't work. This was, and then he puts up a sign that says closed for stampede or something like that. Yes, yeah, so um, then... Uh this is, this is a very mall-centric uh, few episode because where these cows end up, they end up in the mall. They are in the mall, up and down the escalators, in the mall. I got a hankering for, for potatoes. potatoes. In the in mall. mall. It's pretty soon it'll, pretty soon it'll stop be the time to stop for a fiddle. In, in the, the mall. mall. So that that's that's the entirety of the song. Yeah, that is that is the song, the In, in the Mall song. It's literally just a country song about cows and food. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, it is a funny visual of just, like, the cows and the horses and and the boy, and the kids all just eating in the mall. Mm-hmm. Like, just, 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 like, regular people, and they, uh, they, they heard him out. So, uh, they, they, they heard him out of there. And so, they're, they're going, and well, something, something spooked him, I can't remember what, but the, so this was the, they go off a cliff. 
Uh, it's it's Ferb. Uh, they they all like start going down a cliff, and then they all stop at once, like right on the edge of it. And then Fer- Phineas goes, "Ferb, strum something. It'll calm them down." And, oh yeah, like, and, string and on his guitar like... breaks. And then so then they all just jump. They end up in a water park that like is down the cliff. Yeah, that's just conveniently located down the cliff. Yeah, they they, they all they all uh, end up in the same pool. They have like a cow fountain. Well, they're they're in like position like a cow fountain. I feel like the line thing is like, uh, yo cows, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they all, they all this also has one of my favorite visual gags. Like it's Candace going, she's on the same cliff, mm-hmm. but she doesn't end up that way. She gets like, uh, she she falls in like a thing of cactus, falls in a thing of like uh, scorpions, like a thing of snakes. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that was um, funny. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so how this sort of gets resolved is back in the Doof and Perry plot, as per usual, um, the page, Agent P is swinging over like uh, just a, a pit of lava, like, lava uh, and he's trying to like swing. He swings forward, uh, the lava breaks. He like tries to put his hand over a button that says caution. Doof and Schwartz goes, "No, do not press that button." And he shifts his hand over to a different caution button that's, like, yellow and uh, black striped. And he goes, yes, that one! That's the button you should not touch! Yeah, no, yeah he's, he's it, just like, and no, it's like, button. not that one. No, yes, that one! And then he presses, like, self-destruct, see what's an issue. He's like, no! And you, like, Vanessa's just like, you, you, put a self, you put a self-destruct button in a death trap. Yeah, and then she, like, she leaves and she's like, I'm taking the last escape pod. This is the worst bring your daughter to work day ever. And Doof is just like, tell your mother you had fun, though. Yeah, so you're, we, you're, you're just like, wait, what? Do which person yep. has a kid? Yeah, so we realized in this episode, we do see plenty of Vanessa in the episodes to come. Uh, but, yeah, we learn that Doofenshmirtz has a daughter, Vanessa. Um, yeah. And we meet his ex-wife as time goes on. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah. Well, yeah, we meet her later, but, um... Yeah, so Doof takes, or Vanessa takes the last escape pod, Doof isn't where no, he's well, like, oh, I have the jetpack, but he actually left the jetpack in the same, like, torture room that Agent P is in. He's like, man, and I he's may like, as well just giving you an escape hatch, then he, like, he opens ding, the escape hatch. Ding, ding, And there's an escape hatch right above him. So, uh, Perry, in the goodness of his heart, flies out of the lair and then back in to save Doof and Schmertz. Um, but then he, of course... Uh, clicks the reverse the reverse switch on Doofenshmirtz's helmet, so all the termites start coming after after Doofenshmirtz, and uh, the termites leave. I think there was like a roller coaster track or something, and right, the termites. And he's just like, oh, why they put a reverse one? Like, I can't even reach it. I can't even reach that. Yeah. Um, so uh, the termites halfway through taking down like a roller coaster track end up creating a new corral that Phineas and the gang are able to rustle the cattle back into. Yeah, he's just by the like, time okay, we, we have up. we have the cattle, we just need a corral. Now, where do we find the corral? And then one just creates stuff. He's like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, which that seems to work out a lot for Phineas and Ferb, just like oh, convenient. Yeah, like this is the thing where every, everything in this show goes right for them, mm-hmm. except when it does. Except for the verification when it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where the episode ends, so, uh... Yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Yeah, like, I, I think I think we'll both agree, so, like, this episode, there's, not, there's really not much to it. So, it's a run-of-the-mill, like, it's an average, it's an average episode. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one we just talked about? It was, uh, the can- it's like another version of, like, Candace Loses Her Head. It's fun, it's yeah. fun to watch. I never turned it off if it was on. 
That's not what I'm going to remit it. So I'm going to give, I give this like a middle of the road two and a, two and a half out of uh, five parries. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this one a three just because I like the Doofenshmirtz stuff. I'm a big fan of the Doofen parry plots always. And I appreciate the uh, sort of meta humor of like, oh, I might as well have given them the jetpack too. Or like Doofenshmirtz <laughs> aluminum siding. Like that's funny to me. Um, but I'm going to give this one a three out of five parries. It's just like you were saying. We There's many of these early on episodes that are just like creating the formula so that later in the show they're able to break that formula um but this is definitely just one of the formulaic episodes that you're never going to turn off if it's on but it's not one that you're going to seek out to rewatch sections from either yeah for sure I, I, and i do i i, I do really like the new comparison of this one a lot i think like even with like the middle of the road like episodes they, their stuff is always like really of course of course yeah their stuff is always hitting really hard so uh that's it for us uh robert you want to give your plugs yeah, sure thing. You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at R-B-R-T-P-R-K-R-9-8. That's my first and last name, no vowels plus a year. You can find me doing admin and hosting duties on the Take 3 Productions YouTube channel. You can find me doing admin hosting and question writing duties at Full Metal Trivia, specifically on Full Metal Geek. And you can find me on the other show I do, my podcast called Fireside Chit Chat, where Zach Ford and I talk about movies, music, and other pop culture nonsense. Right, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram on ChanceWars underscore 91. Uh, check out my other podcast, Notorious by Chance and Series Study. Uh, check out The Schmodown, where I compete. And also, uh, subscribe to this feed. We are going through all days of summer in, in this wonderful show that we both love. Uh, I'm Chance, that's Robert, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.